Funny story, you know, we had Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman always late to practice, always late. And this is when uh, Kurt Ramerson took over. So we used to per- practice at um, this, like, this little junior college and someone stole Rodman's shoes. This is the first time Rodman ever made the practice on time, but he had no shoes because someone stole them. And he kept walked in there, he had, like we talk about having a bad day. Kurt Ramos had a bad day. He says, I'm sick of your f- Get the f- out. And Robin like looking around, who's he talking to? You always fucking late. <laughs> Robin like, I've been here. You know, like, get the f- out. And so he threw Robin off the team. And that's when Robin kind of started spiraling, couldn't make another team after that. So he drove the man crazy because he went and showed up to practice all the time and they didn't even think he was at practice. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to season two of Iman Amongst Men. The show that takes an honest look at what it is to be a man in today's world. We don't shy away from topics most people are too afraid to talk about. We're going to take it all the way there. It's season two, y'all. Let's get it. This show is brought to you by Cash App. Get your paycheck up to two days early when you deposit it into your Cash App account. You could do a lot in two days while other people are waiting on their money. You could be using the Cash App to do all types of exciting things. What are you going to do with your money since you don't have to wait two days to get it? Well, I'm a generous guy, so I might buy my daughter some new outfits. Maybe some comic books for my nerdy older brother who loves to read them. Mm-hmm. So how about you, Ari? What you going to do now that you ain't got to wait for your money two days? I don't know. I got a couple things I got to do. I got to get an oil change. <laughs> Probably go out to a, a nice little dinner, candlelight dinner, little alone dinner. for myself. A it's dinner. like a reward. A dinny. When you set up direct deposit on Cash App and get paid up to two full days early, you can live in the future. Why wait until Friday when you can get paid on Wednesday? That's money, and that's Cash App. So download Cash App from the App Store or Google Play Store and set up direct deposit today. Welcome to Iman Amongst Men, powered by Cash App. I'm Iman Shumper here with my big brother, Ari. Ari, gonna give a what's up to the people. What's going on, people? Today we got another special guest mm-hmm. who really doesn't need an introduction, but I'm gonna give you one Let's anyway. Seven-time NBA champion, you know big shot Bob himself, you know Robert Ori. Welcome to the show. Bring buddy. it on. <laughs> You're lucky. I was gonna start naming teams. <laughs> Y'all make me feel special, man. Yeah. man. Oh, no. Yeah, come on. Yeah, the original stretch. Come on, man. No, it's it's so weird. Um, I, I just saw the other day when Spreewell. I said he sent us. Oh, the original small. Whoa, 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 Spree. Come on now, man. Don't don't even do your boy like that. It what? started with us in H Town, man. He said because when he was in Golden State, and then he went to you know. Minnesota, he's like, we were the originators of small ball. Like, dude, I oh, want a championship mm. in small ball before you even thought about it. Man. Come on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. No, that's right. a vicious system yeah. to run, but people got to be able to defend. Yeah. That's a tough, that's a tough little system to run. Well, how small do ball. you do That's the thing. Small it's ball with say. a stretch that's not really, but he could just guard centers is crazy. Like, that's madness. Yeah. Was it's that like work for you? Dream. Like, was that a coach's dream? Because a, a center can't guard this I had to, I had to put on 15 pounds of muscle, and summertime all I did was stay in the, in the gym, lifting weights, because it became a thing. We're like, oh, we need you to play power forward. I'm like, dude, I'm a small forward. Mm. You know, think about it. You got one night you got Charles Barkley, and one night you got Charles Oakley, then one night you got, you know, grandmama. Right, Everybody's right. all different. Then, you know, one of the guys I hated guarding, you have Rasheed Wallace, just a, a big stretch. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it was just, it was a tough position, man, back then. Real so, tough yeah. position. Damn, and you was like, dog, just put me back at the tray. I'll let me do my thing that I do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? Let me let me post up one of these smaller guys or right, chase one of these right. guys out. But it was, the, the game of basketball is, is, is 
it's changed so much. Yeah. You know, I think about when I came in the league where refs were actually telling me, oh, you got to get stronger, young fella. Mm. And then now you look at the way the guys are, are set up now, they all like thin and just run Why and shoot. Yeah. I'm like, that was me. Real tall. <laughs> Do you feel like, because I feel like a lot of the bigger players, especially the ones who ended up having to put on weight to, you know, sustain their on. career. Yeah. Do you feel like a little jealous, like because of the way the games turn? Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm proud of where the games turn because you think about growing up, this is how we played it. And, you know, mm -hmm. there was no brutes on the playground. We were just shifty, you know, getting to the rack, dunking on people, you know, jamming people up. And now it's like, it's the way the game is. Back then it was just like, okay, you think about the next team we beat in the finals in 94. You got Charles Smith, Charles Oakley, you know, those powers. And of course, Patrick Ewing. And those guys were just some beasts you in them, man. And they was all about rebounds, you know, beat you up, wear you down. And then that's thing you throw, you know, they went into the game. Mm -hmm. But now the game is all about finesse. And I think about the way Kevin Durant plays the game, man. It's just, it's just beautiful basketball. They play man. in space. Yeah, it's just beautiful basketball. I'll man. never forget when they started doing the, um, they basically was teaching us why they kept backing. I'm like, bro, I'm not backing up to the half court line, but I noticed that they back up and then they come downhill at you. Like it's like yeah. changing. Like when they start realizing that step back, it, it no longer mattered how many weights you lift. Yes. It's like, I just, you get up too far on me. I step back as you come up, I bop, bop. And now yeah. it doesn't matter how strong you are. Like, And they created that. And then everybody started being like you, where it's like, I don't care that I'm seven feet, I can shoot. Like, yeah. That's when the game started evolving into something different. Like right now, it's if you can figure out that formula of passing the ball and then running around all them screens, you can get yeah. people to actually scream. Yeah. Is this, do you have the skill and do they have the system? Cause that's what a lot of people get stuck in. How'd you feel about that, about changing systems? You know, it wasn't, it wasn't- You had really, to hop around a little it, bit. It wasn't really a problem for me. It's, it's like, I always say one of the great things about being educated on basketball, I had a great high school coach, great mm -hmm. college coach. If you're taught the game, you can play the game. Like, okay, when I got to Houston, I could do whatever I want to do. When I got with Phil, you know, Phil was like, we running a triangle, you're going A, B, C, and D. And then when I got to Pop, it was really robotic. Yeah. And so you just have to be able to adjust mentally. You know, a lot of guys can't change their mental it's when it tough. comes to the game. They're like, well, this is who I am. This is what we got to play. And I know this is not, this is the system. This is how you have to play. And this is what you need to do. Like, I wasn't really a spot up shooter. When I was like, I was a slasher, dunker. Yeah. You know, if you looked at me when I first got in the NBA, I was dunking on everybody. Real talk. And I was, you know, you know pulling up for like mid range. And now, okay, you start one game where you hit a couple of big threes. Okay, you're going to spot up now. But Straight up. I was able to adjust because, hell, I had Shaq and Kobe on my team. Let me just get out your way and just go ahead and get a hot <laughs> shot. Let me man. say this right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, think about that, man. You, those are two of the most dynamic duos that will ever play this game. And the, the way I had to adjust my game, not just me, Rick, Derek, and all of us, we got out of their way, man. And it was the betterment for our team. You know, nowadays guys don't know how to do that because they're so caught up on, oh, I got to get mine. Dude, we're winning. I can give a what I get. Right. I just want to win. Yeah, my, my problem was never like getting mine, but I was like, don't ask me <laughs> for a big bucket after I ain't touched this mother since the <laughs> first quarter. Like, I haven't touched I'm like, Bron, Kai, I love y'all. Yeah. I haven't touched it. Y'all like, come on, shop. I need, like, bro, I haven't, I don't even know if the ball got a lot of air in it right now. Like, I had it on the rebound, but I didn't take a dribble because your ass was 40 feet ahead of me, bro. You fast as fuck.
Hey, I'm glad you said that because I don't think people really understand when you have to wait in that corner and you ain't touched that all, all That's game. what make you so impressive. And I'm like, okay, knock down the shot. And, and the weird part is we'd be in a huddle and you see the play drawn up. I'm like, this for me. Because <laughs> you know nobody's going to let that first option happen. I'm like, oh, I'm the second. This for me. Now y'all, I'm over here like, okay, let me be loose and be ready for the mentally. And for, and for me, I was like, okay, just mentally be ready. Don't care what happens. You miss it. You should have gave me some shots earlier. And you know, sure. don't try to count on me down the stretch. But and it, like I talk about, I tell people all the time about that shot I made against Sacramento. I said we would have never been in that position if they would have ran some plays for me because I had just hit three threes before what that. What you know, I'm like, yo, I, run some plays for me. Just don't run it for Shaq and Kobe. But you know, that wasn't my my mentality. Though. I'm like, these are the dudes who's carried us all year. Don't have to stop right. them. So let them do their thing. And so when the ball came out to me in that situation, I had I was already feeling good. And uh, he was like, okay, so. But some situations. Like the energy's new. Yeah. And he yeah. sort of had it on his mind. Yeah. Like if you're thinking about it in the huddle, it's like, okay. <laughs> I love like, that. Yeah, yeah okay. Well, yeah, the theme yeah. of today's episode actually fits that. We're going to call it living life without fear. Yes. So when you hear that, what do you feel? Like for me, um, from if you think about my upbringing and what I had to go through with the, the loss of my daughter, and just not you know watching her go through life without fears and just having joy because she knew she didn't have long, but she took advantage of every moment she had. And when I have friends that come over, and they'd be like, "How's Ashley? Well, she's not feeling good." And but she hears certain people's voices, she would come out the room just to give them a hug and go back in their room. So like that to me, I, I always draw on that. Because I, I think about, oh, I'm not feeling good today. Here is your daughter who's not feeling good probably like 99% of the time. And you want to worry and have fear and talk about, oh, man, this and that. And for me, I just had no fear after this, you know, have to deal with her problems because I saw the way she handled it. And I'm, I'm going to worry about, you know, if I'm getting traded or if I'm not making any money or this and that. I'm like, man, my daughter has shown me the way. And that's why my mental throughout my career was just like, I don't fear anything. I don't fear you coaches. I don't fear none of you because, you know, can't none of y'all put me through any of the damage that I haven't been through with, you know, watching my daughter, you know, beg for a breath, daughter go through going where the doctors come in the room and say, well, we got to put her in the hospice and all this kind of crap. And then she fights through it for one more year. She fights through it for another year. I said, y'all don't, y'all don't worry me. I know because a lot of people say, well, how you deal with coaches? I said, that don't bother me. I says. I don't, I don't care about my teammates as long as they treat me right and play hard. I said, man, life is golden, man. I saw that through the precious life that my daughter lead. So, and there's a lot of times we didn't talk about that, my wife, my, my first wife, mm -hmm. because we didn't want anybody in our business because right. we wanted to handle that on our own. You know, nowadays with social media, the whole world would know. And for me, that's like, you know, this is my inner pain. You know, even when we was playing the Knicks in the finals and, People don't know that I slept in the hospital after every game in Houston because we didn't know she was gonna, you know, Maybe. be in this world. And I'm like, and how did you do it? I said, man, because I left that hospital knowing that she was gonna live another day. And that gave me energy to go out on that court and deal with stuff, man. Right, it's, just, awesome. it's just amazing. You damn near needed them games. Yes, yes. You know, you use those Something games when you play for. When you mad and you wanna come down, you wanna you see like Mason come on the side, like, do I wanna elbow him? Nah, I'm gonna go over here to Bonner. <laughs> <laughs> elbow him and take my pain out on him. You know, you gotta be smart about what you do, but man, it was just it was just so weird because I remember one moment where I dunked on Oakley and I was just I just let out so much emotion because yeah. I had so much pent up emotion. Yeah, and then at the end of the game, I was like, 
I just yelled at Oakland. I must have been fucking a oh, fool. Bro. <laughs> I was out of my mind. Yeah, I, was, I must have been a I fool. I was on man. one today. But yeah, yeah. That's lovely though to yeah. play through stuff. Like I've had mm-hmm. I've had games where you carry a emotional burden and it's like if I ain't had this game to play this right now, I don't know what I would have did with that energy. You need that outlet, Real man. talk. Mm-hmm. It's like this would have been some bad, this probably would have ended bad if I'd have <laughs> had to use this another way. And it's like, it's cool to know uh, you know, some people take that energy and just feel inspired. Yes, you, you have to you have to find ways to channel that. And and so many people don't know people's stories. And yeah. you can sit up here and and that's yeah, what I, I never knew. I yeah. never knew you went through that during. Yeah, for my first from from she passed away in two thousand seven, and uh, and so it's like you have this through throughout my whole career of not knowing if she's going to make it. Day. And I remember one time in 2005, Pop, this is what I love about Pop. Pop was like, she was like, I got a call like, yo, she's not gonna make it, you need to get home now. And I went to see her in the hospital and Pop called me up and says, don't you come back until she's home. So she gets home, I come back. He was like, what the fuck you doing here? I'm like, she's home. She She just got home. Go back and you come back in a week. I mean, deal with your family. This is not important. And for me, that that meant a lot that he wanted me to make, you know, because you feel like this is my job. I got to get back to it. Yeah, I got to make sure I do what I do to make sure I get paid. He's like, man, get out of here. Go home. And I just, you know, and it, it meant so much to me that he sent me home till I knew that, you know, my daughter was back to a position where she could, you know, uh, make it without, you know, stressing out. Damn, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. And that's man. dope when a boss be like, man, when he tell you like that, mm-hmm. just, just get Pop stories, <laughs> yeah, the stories that back the pop, yeah. like get better and better, bro. Mm-hmm. Like the more players that like, I'm so he's just, a perfect human. Like, yeah, like yeah. what what the hell, bro? Like, I don't, yeah. The man just That's carry man. himself. <laughs> yeah. I, I will always love a coach that the media do something and they just be like, so. But he don't do it. Yeah, he don't do it the Captain America way. He just be like, I don't have to answer. Yeah, that. Like, yeah. Next or question. I just did it. Yeah, right. yeah. Y'all just watch what happened. This is this wasn't something brand new. Like this wasn't something they pulled out of a hat. They won. We lost. Go home. <laughs> yeah. Like for real. I don't. They feel played like better that. than us. We sucked. <laughs> real talk. It's, this one was on us yeah. tonight. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, what's the key to having that fearless mindset? Uh, like yeah. you had to help a, a shape a young person's mind to help them deal with it. I think the the biggest thing for me is to to not stress out about it. It's not the most important thing in life. You know, when everybody's just is basketball is life. This is like you know, life is life. You know, life, you live it to its fullest and just enjoy the moment. And don't try to stress out. I, I, I see kids, like if you, you can really sometimes know who's going to get the ball if you're watching people and you know body language because they lay either like, either trying to psych themselves out by dancing and talking to themselves or they're like like stressed out. I mean, I ain't gonna call some players out, but I know a couple of players that's supposed to be big time players and you know the players call from you looking and they're like, you know, and you know they don't want it. Real you time. know, it's a lot of people don't understand. There's a lot of superstars in the league. They don't want it down in crunch time because they're like, okay, they're so caught up on my image. Like, oh, I got to be perfect. Like, dude, nobody's perfect. Oh, it's people that don't even want to shoot it at the end of the quarter. <laughs> they don't want to yeah, mess up yeah. their field goal percentage. Hey, exactly. Me and JR used to be begging for that. Y'all don't want to fuck up y'all shit. Give it to me. That's I'm going to get us another attempt. Yeah. I'll it up now because I'm going to be looking at everybody's face yeah. now when they, I'm every game you, man, you, like, you can yeah, smell like, it on look, somebody, bro. Yeah, you can yeah. see that the, the body language is the most important thing in sports. You can tell someone's afraid or they 
you know, straight are they, up. They, are they too cocky? Are, are they tired? Yeah, yeah you can mm-hmm. tell. Something hurting? Are they watching. grimacing? Yeah. yeah, I'm all about taking advantage of that. <laughs> so I just tell everybody, man, if you if you want to play this game or do anything in life, just go out and do it to your best ability. Don't worry about what the outcome is. Just do it mm-hmm. as hard as possible and, and put as much knowledge and know how into it. But more important, know what you're doing before you do it. Just don't go into something blindly. So there we go. Yeah, there, there, it there we go. There, there it is. Yeah, there it is. Know what you're doing before you there do it. it. Yeah, yeah. You gotta go. know what you're doing. Uh, how did your upbringing shape you? I had a great upbringing. You know, and they say it takes a village. It, it takes it, the village raised me, yeah. and I don't know. I, I don't know how a lot of these guys who grew up in large cities do it. You know, I grew up in a small town. My graduating class was like 115. And I remember we would get in trouble as little kids. You might get three swimming before you get home to your parents and get that major swimming because everybody took care of you. You know, think about it, no cell phones. And by the time you get home, your parents already know what happened. Right. Like, how the hell you get this yeah. information that fast? And I look back at my, my middle school, my elementary school coach. He would come to the playground like, you have to go left. I'm like, for what? I'm killing everybody going right. He says, well, you can't go right anymore. I said, well, nope, I'm not playing anymore. I'll go play like softball or football or something. And then when I got to middle school, uh, coach was like, stop passing the ball to everybody. They suck. You shoot the ball. <laughs> I'm like, what? I'm like, but that just, you know, I was just out there, you know, having fun, wanting to be with your friends. But my high school coach, Richard Robinson, he was the best, man. He put me on varsity my freshman year to play with my brother and them. And I, I didn't want to be there because I knew I wasn't going to get no shots. I wanted to be on, <laughs> on right. the ninth grade oh, right. team and put up some numbers. But the the maturation that I had to go through, getting beat up by my brothers, and they, they literally said, we're going to beat your ass up in practice. So How many beat, did you have? Just one big brother. Oh, okay, but, okay. you know, everybody was like brothers because it was all in the same community. Mm-hmm. We all hung out together. And next thing you know, by my sophomore year, I went Killing from averaging folks. 12 points to averaging 24 points. You know, a big jump. It's my team. As a sophomore, and you know, each year, and it's just easier and easier. It got easier and easier, and it got to a point where I, you know, I understood what my coach was trying to teach me. He was like, you know, people look up to star athletes, and they, they say they follow you, and what you do is going to determine on what they do, and that's why I always try to tell kids, it's like, no, you don't know who's watching you. You might not be the best player, but you might be the best player in this guy's over his eyes. Mm -hmm. If he sees you going hard, that's going to make him go hard. And so my whole career, I tried to just go hard and be, you know, do it to the best of my ability. Even when I got to Bama, and I'm looking around at his team, like I got Keith Askins, David Benoit, all these guys. I'm like, they ain't better than me. They ain't smarter than me. And this is my mindset. And I'm telling myself that. And by the time I was a sophomore, this is my team. Even though Keith and you got, you know, Melvin Cheatham, all these guys is going mm-hmm. to the pros. As a sophomore again, I'm taking over because I felt that what my high school coach had instilled in me was to go out, be a leader, regardless of what position you're in, age, you know, religion, color, just go out there and lead the right way. Mm-hmm. And that's how it just worked out for me, man. It's crazy, people yeah. People don't get to hang their hat enough on uh, the stuff that they learn from their high school coach. Mm-hmm. Like my high school coach did a lot of the same things, moved me up, <laughs> yeah. they beat my all the time. Like it seemed like they made practice a zoo. <laughs> they would play music. Mm-hmm. They would play music and be blowing the whistle for like stupid. They had, it was two different whistles. It was the real whistle, mm-hmm. and then they had like as if fans was in the crowd <laughs> doing this. They were trying to like create like we finna play Focus. Proviso West, Proviso East, yeah. and his little freshman 
can't even remember the play. So <laughs> let's throw the book at him, like yeah. press him, do all this. So I yeah. felt like everybody was like this. And then it was like, by the time junior year rolled around, I was the same where it was just like, bro, y'all moving real slow. I don't know why they pressing me, but <laughs> give me here. Yeah. Let me get by this press, hit the open man, give back. Let me get this dunk. Let's get back down here. I was sitting down half the time in like the second quarter. Like, <laughs> That's the, you know what I'm saying? You like, had that type of coach that says, oh, we not, if we up by 20, I'm taking you out of the game. We, know, we like don't believe in blowing people out. Yeah, yeah. He was one of the, but he was also very classy, Both but yes. he would teach me stuff. Like he would do stuff like once he knew I had a grip on everything, he'd be like, well, Iman's playing five man today. So I'd be <laughs> in practice running five, but yeah. he's doing it to say, you got to know the whole playbook. Yeah. Like you the point guard, so you need to know one through five so you can coach See. him on how to do it. So it was like, he was teaching me a different way, but it's those qualities mm -hmm. that lead you. Yeah. I don't through. think you have those coaches anymore because my coach would make me run point. I'm like, I do. I want to run point. I said, let me get down here where I can catch it, two, three dribbles, pull up on somebody. He like, you yeah. know how to. Yeah, he said, this way you're going to know all the positions. You're going to know what's coming at you. And he says, I'm not preparing you for what's here. I'm preparing you for the next level. I'm preparing you for college. And then when I got to college, Wimp was like, I'm not preparing you for this level. I'm preparing you for the next level. And so that's what you want as a coach is they see something in mm -hmm. you. Because you know you got those guys on the team like you know they not gonna go to the next level, but you got to prepare for this level. <laughs> yeah, and no, so they, and can, they know so they, too. so they can help yeah. you out so you can not be successful. Go to the next level, yeah, bro. So, you know, but it's, not, it's not good for you, bro. <laughs> this this ain't your path. This, <laughs> Maybe you, know you can coach. Saying? Now it took you far as it could. Yeah, right. <laughs> huh? Talk. Now we all gonna graduate. Yeah. Man. Uh, <laughs> how does Big Shot Bob, <laughs> Big Shot Bob mindset? How does that carry you over the years? Like after basketball, how does that carry you? How does that make you feel? It, it's it's weird because when you're in the NBA and you get a nickname that you don't give yourself, you feel like you've made it. And mm -hmm. for me to have the name, you know, Big Shot Bob, uh, and, and to be given that name, not just at the end of my career, like in the middle of my career, is like a, it's, 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 my, it's my Hall of Fame moment, yeah. sort of say. Hell yeah. Yeah, because, you know, you know that's one of the things that everybody always wants to debate about the Hall of Fame. I say, I tell people all the time, I give two about the Hall of Fame. I said, because this was a team sport. Now, this was tennis. It was an individual. I would care. Real you know, my, the championships I won were, were, my, were my Hall of Fame moments. Uh -uh. And the players I played with and the relationships that you developed through all these. Throughout your yeah. career. And I, I can say this and say it with believe one of them. If you go through and ask all of my teammates, they're probably going to put me as one of their best teammates ever. Because I was there for them, not just on the court, but, you know, you can see when, so like I said, the body language. You pulling someone to the side, man, you all right, man? You need to talk mm. about something? You want to go to lunch? You want to do this? You want to do that? And guys appreciate that because, you know, in this day and age, and that they're, guys are so caught up in themselves that they might not see what's going I on next to, to them. It's and mentorship. They, yeah, yeah, and they don't care. I learned that from Tree Rollins. <laughs> I learned that from Otis Thorpe. Those guys mm. kind of, you know, when you when you a rookie and you don't know what the hell's going on, you're yeah. like, and then all of a sudden, Tree's like, man, let's let's go to lunch. Yeah, they give you, they cut yeah. you a break. Yeah, they talk, what's going on? Talk to me. How do you feel? How do you feel about you? Are you happy? And you learn that, so you want to, you know, pass it on. And that, so that's what I did. Who so, were those Who were those guys for you? Tree Rollins and Otis Thorpe. Otis Thorpe yeah, and Tree Rollins. Rollins. Yeah, yeah and, I remember Otis. And people know Tree Rollins from him and Danny Ainge. Mm -hmm. like, we got that in common. We had something yeah. with Danny Ainge. <laughs> but yeah, from him and Danny Ainge getting in trouble, and he biting Danny Ainge's finger off. <laughs> but yeah, and the Jeez. only thing I, I wish I would have did that Otis tried to get me to do was play golf. I don't play golf, and I still mm, wish I did. They trying to get yeah, me to play. I want to get out there. But, See, I had, I had, uh, I had, uh, Mellow with me under his wing, right? And then 
the following year because Melo's very by example. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's by example on court, but meaning he's not gonna pull you to the side. Yeah, on the court, he's not pulling me to the side. He's okay. he want to he he kind of because he likes to be left alone. He don't really want to get it's not pulled his style. To, so he don't do that to people like mm-hmm. where unless he feel like he got it. Now he'll pull it out of you, but he's right, not going. Right, right. Hey man, you got to do this and you should. He gonna be like, man, just get it to me. Mm-hmm. Like he not gonna tell you how to do it and <laughs> advise right. you. He gonna be like, you in the NBA, do it. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? But off the court, he's a lot like how Rob was saying where it's like, um, hey, what's, what's going on? Like what you thinking though? Like. And I'm just like, man, you know, I think we should do this. You know, I'm, bro, I'm talking about in life, though. Like, <laughs> yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like, you you 21, it's a big city. We barely sleeping, bro. Like, you sleeping? Mm. Or you just up all night? Mm. Like, talk to me. Like, yeah. let me know. You need to pull off a little bit. You out a little too much. You look tired. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but he would no, he would really good. have real real talks with me where it's like, nah, we going to lunch, so don't plan nothing. Like, you going with me. We on the road. You going with me. We going to lunch. And then you going to sleep. Like, yeah. That's it, but it, you, you need that. Then I had Rasheed Wallace come in the next year. You got uh, 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 Kurt Thomas come in. I had Marcus Camby, and they was real big homies where they was looking yeah. at it like, no, like y'all fighting for a position, but this is what we gotta do for the team. Like, you get what I'm saying? Like, don't get caught up in that, because he right. With this new social media, you would be paying attention to that. Like, yeah. somebody write a comment and be like, you should have played, you should have finished the game at point. Like, you'd be like, hell yeah, I should have finished. God damn, Tony. <laughs> what you doing, Tony? Like, yeah, Tony you, Douglas, like, my boy, TD. Yeah. Oh, bro, yeah. Yeah, my right. boy, TD, man. Yeah. Like, hey, Tony, god damn, I should have finished the game at point. Uh, we Chicago guys. Uh, what would you say, uh, people who think the Rockets were lucky MJ retired? <laughs> Like, what, what do you say to that? You know, it's, this is the one of the, the, the biggest <laughs> what ifs, the biggest debates we've ever seen. And um, and I tell people, it's like, if you look at the history and after playing for Phil, we win that series. And you know, everybody like, oh, it's MJ. MJ's the greatest. The greatest lose, too. I'm like, and people don't understand that. I'm like, you don't understand how good Dream was. And unless you watch Dream play, and play, this is why I say this. Me playing for Phil. We playing the San Antonio Spurs in 2006. No, no, 2004. Mm-hmm. Tim Duncan figured me out defensively. Mm-hmm. That mug started doing. I'm, I'm, I'm. This is the first time in my life. I, in my life, I went to a coach said, "Yo, man, I need a double team." <laughs> He's like, "What? I need a double team. Yep. This mug killing me." Right. He's like, "We don't double team." I'm like, "Well, I need one." And so, well, we put Shaq on. Shaq's too slow for him. And so, Tim probably averaged 35 in that series, and he didn't want a double team. And like some of the greats, you have to double team and get the rock mm-hmm. out the hand, mm-hmm. make someone else beat us. And I'm like saying, uh, you know, everybody gets mad at me when I say Dream is better than Tim. It's just my opinion. I'm allowed to have my opinion. So, Dream, <laughs> <laughs> you gotta put that disclaimer out. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, you know, I'm gonna argue yeah, about people it. People get mad at me like, well, you can't say that about, you, can, you cannot say anything about the greats. You know, but you saying that Dream is a great too. So, me saying that, there was, think, who on that team could have guarded Dream? Yeah, no, I don't Nobody. And nobody. And they said, who can guard, can guard um, MJ? Vernon. People no. don't, people forget Vernon was a freaking beast. He, he did a great job. And so I'm like. But he was going to get cooked up. Yeah, but they didn't have Bobby enough. Bobby Q that. Chicken. That's Vernon all. Yeah, they Bobby had, Q. Bobby that, Q. Because I'm going to tell you about this one. The first time I played in Chicago, 
I thought I was I thought I was the best player ever. I had six dunks in that game because they couldn't they tried to press us. Couldn't deal with they you. couldn't handle us. Nobody could handle a dream, man. I'm saying so I'm saying every time we I think the time I was there with the Rockets, I think the Bulls beat us twice. And the last time they beat us is when they had the whole crew, everybody. Mm-hmm. But the, that was in like '96 when we were wearing those ugly mm-hmm. rocket uniforms, the blue ones. <laughs> so no, You're talking about the blue you with the like white pinstripe. Yeah. <laughs> what? No, did you see it. the rocket? I get it. Did you see the rocket? Look like when our kids drew the rockets and the uniforms were scratchy. Man, we they were scratchy. And we liked them. I, I had a rash oh, right here. Oh, <laughs> them, them uniforms were all gave you a rash. They gave you a rash. Yes, it gave me a rash. I had to wear a tank top on it because it was like it was so the material. Oh, you weren't wearing no beater. Don't tell me you wore a white beater. I had to. He was a white beater. He was a white beater. He didn't get a team issue, Detroit. He was a white beater. No, you forget back then. They didn't have that dude. Yeah, they didn't you have forget, it. I came in. It was 95, oh, 96. Yeah. I think you still in high school then, bro. <laughs> no, no, not I even. Was I was six. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. <laughs> I was playing with you on live, brother. Hey, I was getting a bucket with you, too. I ain't going to lie to hey, you. Hey, NBA Live, that one, NBA, NBA Live 95. Oh, yeah. I was the best player in the game. You was wicked. You know why? Because I had met the creators of the game, and I was talking to them. They was like, oh, we got you. We're going to make you the best player in the game. <laughs> you was nasty. You was nasty. He but no. And your, clutch, and your clutch factor was crazy. <laughs> it was man. NBA Jam Tournament Edition. For you. That's where he was. Pro- no, nah, he was a problem. No, but you, um, that's what I was Anybody. telling you. NBA Live in Oh, no, no, no. I don't yeah. lie. I used to the beat one with people me on in. the cover with the Knicks. I used yeah. to yeah. beat people <laughs> in with this man, Joe. That's what I'm saying. My, my friends would come with. over and like, you have to use a different team. You can't use a Why? Only person you could, only person you could use. I mean, that's kind of conceited. I come over to your house <laughs> and play your game. And I've been waiting to have fun with my friend. That's the only way you could deal with him on the game. No, you couldn't. Even with him, and, and I used uh, Joe Smith. I used to have to use Joe Smith. Neither were quick enough. They wasn't, but I'm saying <laughs> on a video game, yeah, you could, that was, you, could that. you could use the height and use their defensive prowess to bother him. Like otherwise, he was gonna torture. <laughs> so you got to grab one of the two. I don't think anybody knew that I, I, I held that close to my heart for long before I told people. You know, I know. What the guys a jig is. Uh, the jig is up. <laughs> Y'all better beat the creator now. Call Ronnie. Y'all better be his best friend, shorty. Oh, yeah, Ronnie 2K. Ronnie 2K. You ever you ever talked to them about anything doing stuff? <laughs> I talked to Ronnie one time, and I was like, "Yo, man, why can't I get two, two, three, four checks, man? Because you got all the championship teams in here. I'm That's on all I'm these saying. teams. I need more money, man. Straight up. He can't license for No, he can't. They, they was like, "No, nah, it doesn't work that way." I'm like, "Why?" Oh, it's like an NBA thing? Yeah, because what they do is they have like the championship teams on, the special yeah. squad. And uh-huh. I was on the Lakers, I was on the, the Rockets. Thing. Yeah, the classics. And I'm like, yo, you got my image in here a lot of times. Oh, ah! wait, so, so you oh, look a lot of different versions exactly. of yourself. <laughs> I got skinny Rob, I got fat so, Rob, hey, so that's why, Afro That's why all the, it's only the first starting five with names. All the other ones just got numbers. I'm thinking like they just being lazy. And it's <laughs> they like, can't no, pay No, they don't want to pay everybody. Yeah, they got to yeah. pay that. You got to pay that mm. man. But you know, you gotta pay okay. every version he, of that he, man too. Pay that young man, pay that older man. Pixelized. Oh, bro. Yeah. The thing about it is, you have to do, you know, have to go to the retired players association and pay your dues, and then you pay your dues. You get what put are in there. Dues? Oh. What's paying dues? What's that mean? You didn't pay your dues, man. You I gotta, don't know what that means. <laughs> so, what happens is, in order to get the union you, dues, right? Yeah, okay. you pay your dues. In, in order to get the uh, residual checks at the end of the year, you have to join the retired players association. 
Copy. Yeah. So I you, might need to holler at you yeah, about that. Yeah. So we can holler mm-hmm. since we since we talking about all the teams you, you played for. Yeah. He we like, definitely go yeah, holler about that. You check. See, you missed, that Christmas is coming. That's hey, probably comes, why I was. They sent a tweet out saying that I wasn't on some team. It mm-hmm. was I wasn't on the Cavs team. They said, "How you gonna have this Cavs team and you can't use Iman?" Yeah. Because they, they don't have the right to use your likeness. They was go. what you call. They was tweeting me saying, "Are you hurt right now?" I was like, "What?" I was like, "What is they talking about?" But they said, "Yeah, he yeah. not on it. We can't use him on the Cavs right now." Some yeah. bullshit. That's well, crazy. There you go. Retired players. There you go. So Questions. I, I don't think I'll ever deal with that that word well. well retired. retired. Yeah. I just. What if they call me and like, "Hey, Shump, you in shape?" I'm probably gonna be like, "Yeah." So that means you come out of retirement. You know, Moses never retired. He didn't like I was you no know, Moses lived in Houston. He didn't retire forever because he, he was like, I'm waiting on him to call me. I'm like, Moses, it's been 10 years, dude. Nobody's gonna call you. Go go retire and get that money, man. I'm waiting on him to call me. Yeah, yeah. Hit me yeah. up. My number's still the same. So you just yeah. never gonna retire. You never gonna I love basketball. Up. It's a great game. This show is brought to you by Cash App. Get your paycheck up to two days early when you deposit it into your Cash App account. You could do a lot in two days while other people are waiting on their money. You could be using the cash app to do all types of exciting things. What are you going to do with your money since you don't have to wait two days to get it? Well, I'm a generous guy, so I might buy my daughter some new outfits. Maybe some comic books for my nerdy older brother who loves to read them. Mm -hmm. So how about you, Ari? What you going to do now that you ain't got to wait for your money two days? I don't know. I got a couple things I got to do. I got to get an oil change. Mm-hmm. Probably go out to a, a nice little dinner, candlelight dinner, alone dinner. for myself. A it's dinner. like a reward. A dinny. When you set up direct deposit on Cash App and get paid up to two full days early, you can live in the future. Why wait until Friday when you can get paid on Wednesday? That's money. And that's Cash App. So download Cash App from the App Store, Google Play Store, and set up direct deposit today. Now, because you've been on so many great teams, we're going to play a little game called Big Shot Bob Teammate Awards. Okay. So of all your teammates, who's the most competitive teammate you had? Dude, really? Kobe. <laughs> Kobe by far, yeah. man. He is the most competitive. All right, outside of him. Oh, outside of him, Vernon. Vernon. Shaq. It's, it's hard, man, because when you, when you win in championships, you got guys who are competitive. Like Shaq's competitive. And you know, Vern is super competitive. It, it, but it, it just wasn't no touching Kobe's competitive. Yeah, it wasn't like like Kobe would get pissed because we'll win a game in practice and he like, let's play a game. Like, no, nah, we ain't playing, dude. No, nah, we playing again because I gotta get my revenge. And like it's like, no, I'm I'm going home. <laughs> like, no, we're not <laughs> practicing kids, today. Bro. Yeah. What's wrong with yeah, you? Yeah, that's just how he was, man. He wanted to win at everything. Damn. Mm-hmm. He one of the ones that what's his name? Uh they was telling me that they used to bet like who bad. Switch said they was betting who bag would come off of the uh the plane first. <laughs> said yeah. they want to win shit like that. Like he was like, it's a lot Wait, of play. Who was doing that? I, I, I don't want to quote it wrong. It was either AI or Baron Davis. But they was them they was like betting, but they was like serious, like cause he had lost in the game. That sounds like an addiction. Yeah, <laughs> like they, said, they said they had lost, they had lost the game. Uh-huh. They had played, the team was doing that. Somebody lost. They got to talking. Then it became a one on one. After the one on one, they said they had to leave. Mm-hmm. So then they was betting on who bag was coming down. But it's like you running. Damn, the, never settle. You never run into people. You run, I know people like that just won't let the go. It's like, bro, yeah, they won't you. even give you your money because they be like, bro, we finna play again. I want to run that double or nothing type. 
Like they just like, like nah, dude. We playing one game and winner takes all. And you call want it that day. money, man. Yeah. You want that? Like you go give me my money. Yeah. <laughs> Most athletic teammate, <sighs> Clyde. He's mm. just saying that. He's just See, saying. And the reason I say that is because Clyde will literally come into practice. We have practice. He wouldn't even stretch. One oh, more he was one. He was one of those. Yeah, he won. <laughs> and now this is gonna sound old. Clyde would be able to read reading the paper, going over his stocks and see what he did, he did. You know. And so next thing you know, all right, let's start. Put the paper down, full speed, finger rolling that. You know, dunking. I'm like, I'm looking. I'm like only 23 at the time. I got to stretch warm. I'm like, man, this dude 33 years old. I hope I be like this when I get his age. Straight up. But and when you. Talk about Clyde. Everybody kind of was like disses Clyde because of MJ. Clyde was. They a, should not. Yeah, Clyde was an amazing athlete. He was. His finger roll was as nice as George Gervin's. If you go back and watch some of the tape and not how he used to just fly through the air with the greatest of ease, Clyde was probably one of the most athletic and smart basketballs I've ever played. He was with. smooth. Athletic. He was smooth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was smooth. smooth. That's yeah. what's crazy. He had a. He had some choppy stuff that he did on the floor, but it was like when that man got in the air, everything got a really mess. smooth. Yeah, that was, was crazy. Awesome. And he had a J. King yeah. finesse. Kicked the legs up too. Oh, bro. And you look at him like, don't copy his jump shot because the way he <laughs> put those two legs up, I don't know how he does that, but yeah. It's like a spring. It's almost like a little double jump. He yeah, jumps and like, then kicked the legs Yeah, he got to do something with the legs because yeah. he was he yeah, wanted to man, jump high on the shot. People forget he was on that dream team. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah busting that mm-hmm. too. Yeah, yeah. Busting that Didn't have to do a damn thing. Didn't have to do a damn thing. Hey, okay, teammate who you would want on your side in case of a fight, and that's a, in basketball <laughs> or on the street. Uh, man, you think about it, you got big fella Shaq. Like, do you want him on his size for as far as size and strength? <laughs> you know, you got him. But I tell you, it wouldn't be any, it, a dream. dream. People forget. That's who you, you want. Know, which... You think about when Dream first got in the league. Dream, you know, a punch was $25. And people forget Dream used to fight almost every yeah. freaking game. Yeah. He would put his hands on people. And uh, you go back and look at the tape. He and he'll like, <laughs> he not, that's what, yeah, he not just swinging. Like, uh, he put like, yeah. da da. Yeah. yeah, he giving oh, you bro, three he's like, so, I'm not from this. Yeah, he from the Congo. So, I'm not play from that like, yeah, so we, playing the, we playing the Clippers one time. And, <laughs> I, and uh, uh, is it Randy Wood? You remember Randy Wood? Randy he Wood. probably, yeah, he was, Randy was on the Clippers and he was talking trash to Dream. And Dream was like, come down. And he was like, and then they touched Dream. Don't touch me. He touched Dream again. Dream hit him with a two piece so fast and Randy fell on the ground and he got up and he looked at him and ran to Norman. What was Norm? Uh, what was Norm's name? No, I can't remember. But Norman. That played for the um for the Clippers and Norm was like the, the, the enforcer for right. the Clippers. Like everybody was scared of Norm. He was like, who hit you? Dream? Uh, never mind. It's like he know because oh. they know Dream. You don't mess no. with Dream. Bro, <laughs> <laughs> some of this too old, man. No, no. no. So none yeah. of it. Yeah, and it's like you don't you don't mess with Dream, and people don't know that about like him that. before. Is he, he like just quick tempered, or he just a, a documentary just, on that? He just got hands, man. He he, he oh, quick. Okay. Think about it. Quick feet, quick mm-hmm. hands for playing soccer. You didn't mess with Dream. Oh yeah, yeah he's probably yeah. he probably full UFC fight type style. Like, <laughs> no, I ain't seen him throw no kicks. No, no, I'm saying I'm saying if he fought somebody, like he wanted him, like yeah. he, all bets off, bro. Mm-hmm. Whatever you want to do, we're going to that level, man. I ain't fighting no. Which teammate would you uh, select to be president of the United States? 
Who you gonna follow in? It, it, it wouldn't be Tim, cause Tim don't talk enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, you know, I, I just for this, 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 this I, I, you know, I think I would have to go with uh, B. Shaw, because mm. B. Shaw is he was the type of person that could. They say him. On the practices, run the practices. <laughs> just, the coach. Get, just get people together, and you know he wasn't afraid to say what's on his mind. Mm. And you get a lot of guys that you know are afraid to speak their piece because you got to worry about other people's feelings. Yeah. And yeah. so many guys in this league, you talk about them, and all of a sudden they're like they won't talk to you for like three or four months. And that's the one of the things I loved about the Lakers. We could cuss each other out, call you tall type of motherfuckers, right? And then we knew it was just a part of. Yeah. The family. We're trying and, to get somewhere. Yeah, and then we were just, oh, man, you remember that time you called me this? And we back out having yeah. friends, going lunch, doing whatever. And I think B. Shaw would be that guy you you run for president. Or oh, that's yeah. It wouldn't be pretty Ricky, though. <laughs> 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 Who is the funniest teammate? Uh, Sam Cassell, by far. Oh, man. Sam, Sam Cassell. funny to me. Yeah. <laughs> hey, from from playing on the court, man, Sam and I used to yell at and argue with each other so much, man. So you talking about last second shot? Yeah. Sam, like, that's my play. Mm-hmm. Man, I'd be wide open. Sam would dribble through three, four people, eight seconds, and, like, and shoot the ball. I'm like, Sam, pass the ball. Ho, bro, this is my play right here. I can't give me a shot off. I'm like, dude, pass the ball, man. So Sam, Sam's the funniest <laughs> he one. He sounded that like that <laughs> in his mid twenties. <laughs> oh, Sam had that grimy, you know, that grimy yeah. voice. Yeah, he funny as hell. Though he always pop out on the court like he do stupid. Like you may be doing your warm up. Like I was doing my warm up. He a full blown court coach, man. He see me with headphones on. I'm not paying nobody mind. I'm in my zone come over there and steal the ball, run off. Like, bro, what you on <laughs> with me, man? He like, man, you gotta take care of me. You just got here, baby. <laughs> you just got here, like, take care of that uh, Bonus question. Uh, yeah. This one's about coaches. Mm-hmm. Out of all the coaches you played for, which coach would you want your son to play for the most? <sighs> and we know you're a tough critic. We heard about how you act at games. We heard about that. We actually seen the footage too. <laughs> you say that's the ref. You say that's what ref. That was the ref. I'm like, ref, you suck, man. Are oh, you mad because I said you suck? Are you gonna toss me? But the thing about it, I never cursed them. I, I never cursed one about my sons. It's name. when you, but it's when you came down. Yeah, it was funny you when you started. He said, "Y'all talking about me, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna come down here. Yeah. Like, I'm gonna come down here." But you know, it's, it's it's so hard to do that because I love Rudy T because Rudy T was my first coach and he's the one that actually ran plays for me. Mm-hmm. And, but I liked the way Phil kind of like structured everything. And I liked the way he popped and give a shit about anybody, cussed everybody out. So it's just really hard. But since the ego comes into play, I had to go with Rudy T because he ran plays for me. Right. And he's the one that, you know, think about this, this dude went out his way on his night at the Hall of Fame to say, put his two sits in for me. And so for me, that means a lot. That even though I only played for him four years, but the 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 way he valued my game, the way he valued my IQ, because he would literally come to me and says, "What do we need to do on the court?" I'm looking at like, "You got Kenny? Are you asking me? <laughs> Ask them." You know, and, and he just he says, "You have a you have a, a a better vision than most of those guys." And I'm looking at him like, "Well, thank you." And <laughs> I'm like, and he would just say, "Okay, what do you want to run? What do you want to do?" And I, you know, give it the dream and get the hell out of the way. That's what we always did, but. I just think for me, Rudy T, who I love coaches who believe in their players. And what mm-hmm. I mean by that is believe like, hey, that you know the game. Because there's there's certain coaches I've been a part of that would like you say, yo, I know this play, they're gonna do this, this. Mm-hmm. They look at you like, I don't give a 
go sit down. Right. <laughs> you know, <I'm> like, <laughs> but dude, then they come out and score. I'm like, yo, I just told you, you need to do this. Like, no, we're not gonna do that. Then like five plays later, oh, we're gonna do this. And it works like, hey, I'm the greatest coach of mine. Like, oh, I told you that five plays ago. <laughs> and so it's just, I just, that's one of the things I loved about Rudy T. He listens to his players <laughs> and you know, he played the game at a high yeah. level and he understands that players do know the game. It ain't always about the coaching, it's about the players too. Straight up, straight up. I always yeah. like uh, players, they call them players coaches. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. I always liked them. Uh, I think I got lucky having uh, T. Lou. Like T. Lou was underestimated in, I think early on when he took on the job, he didn't have the coach stature. Yeah. Just because we all were fans of him as a player. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? We followed his career. So you still kind of want to be jokey how you would be with Sam Cassell. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you want to joke around and feel like, man, I just was watching Keep that you. same relationship. Yeah, yeah. like why you still got the braids. Yeah. You're like <laughs> you want to have that with him. And uh, the cool thing was when we, I felt like when we was at war, it was times that a normal coach would just blow a timeout and like have this whole script. Mm -hmm. And he would just blow a timeout and be like, I just know y'all just need to breathe, man. And we get not <laughs> kick. It is yeah. what it is. Yeah. What y'all need to do is chip away at this. If we could get it to to 15, I ain't gonna take everybody out. If y'all can't get it to 15 by the end, I'm finna sit y'all, let these young boys come in here and up the energy because they don't give a f yeah. But he like, we ain't got it today. Yeah. Like I see that. Y'all ran down. Like he had that understanding of I know what it's like. Yes. Game 35 ain't on TV. <laughs> we in Minnesota. And, and he know what to say, you know, in order to not You see what I'm saying? Yeah, but he giving them, but he also giving them starters now some pressure and some yeah. inspiration, saying yeah. you better get that average before uh this game get away from 15 points. Cause yeah. I'm gonna sit y'all whether mm -hmm. you got your average or not. But now it, it raises it a little bit, it changes your focus. Like he had control and had ways to do. Do that and I feel like that's because he came from a playing background. You were yeah. just talking about that with women's basketball. Uh, he was mm -hmm. saying a lot of the coaches now that you're seeing do women's basketball, uh, they're women that played and yes. played that at a high level yeah. and they're taking that basketball knowledge and spreading it. And I think the more it's talked about and the more it's spread by people that have done it, you can listen to it as a player and say, all right, I'll go try that. Yeah. Cause you know, I had I also had Coach Al who he'll be like, you come, you go right here, go through your legs. And every once in a while I'll be slick and be like, all right, do it for me, I can't see. <laughs> Mother you know I can't play like, oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, take it and try and go through his legs and lose the ball. I'm like, man, y'all get on the line run like uh but it's 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 cool to 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 see um people that have those basketball minds because i'm one of those guys that i always felt like after ball i'm like i'm not finna talk ball with none of y'all bro i'll talk mm -hmm. at the cookout but <laughs> you you realize how addicting it is like it's very addictive like i i sit here and be like bro i'm not trying to watch the games and then be sitting there like and yeah. it's always you know something. It's always something new to look for. Yeah, yeah. Right. Then you be walking past on the at the airport, just walking past, and then you just stop and stop. I'm just staring at a screen. As uh, much as you try to get away from oh, it, it's bro. in your DNA, man. It's, it's nothing in your system. you could do. Yeah, it's it's I a just, part of you, man. You think about it. You've been doing this for so long at a high level. It comes a part of you, and you. It, I remember my when I first retired. I was like, "F basketball. I don't want to be around." Or right. And it's like you forget you got kids. 
They want to follow in your footsteps. Now you really got to be around it. And it was like a whole different line. Like, damn it. I was trying to walk away. I was trying to fade into the sunset. And now you got to be right back addicted. (laughs) Yeah. So someone be like, whatever happened to that guy that used to hit the shots? I'm like, what? Like, no, but you right back in the system. Real talk. Yeah. That's beautiful. How do you feel about uh, your son? Uh, (laughs) You know, basketball, I'm going to be honest. And I'm just saying this from a dad's point. I'm I'm hard on my son. And I I, I think the way the college system now is is, is messed up. And I'm not talking about NIL. I can give a about that. I'm talking about the portals thing. Yeah. The portal. And now you think about all the holdbacks. And like you think about now, I would just think about this. There are kids, there's a freshman at 21 years old, true freshman. Mm -hmm. I was in the league and spent four years of college. And so now you got it's like it's 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 hard for guys that do how to do it the right way. Tell yeah, them about your um, Georgia Tech experience. Georgia Tech, I only went because oh, quick thing, you know I always wanted to go to Georgia Tech, right? What? Yeah. What? When I was coming out of high school, it's two schools I wanted to go to. Georgia Tech number one, Alabama number two. Why Georgia Tech? Because I love Bobby Crimmins. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, and, a lot of people and, and love Bobby Crimmins. The rambling wreck of Georgia Tech. Who doesn't yeah. like saying that, That's man? Fire. That's fire. <laughs> I never understood that. Like, <laughs> how, see how you said it? That was cool. Like, once we all started saying it, we felt like it was cool. But when they first <laughs> kicked it to us with that song, I was like, bro, that sounds like a horror movie. <laughs> a rambling wreck from Georgia Tech, a hell of an engineer. Like, it's just like, if you put an old record player behind that, that crackly oh, sound, okay. and put, yeah. Yeah, put somebody give in you a those depression vibes. Yeah, give me that Jeepers, Creepers. Yeah, yeah, I like, you. I was I like, you. bro. And then they had the old gold. I was like, mm, don't, don't, don't say that no more. Like, he said it with some life. Is feeling <laughs> liquor well, in his cup. I said it. Cash out. You know, scared of your school fights. They had the big three back then. They had with Dennis Scott, Kenny uh-huh. Anderson, and um, who was the other guy? I can't remember. But it was, they had the big three. Though. That's I would have been on that team. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, I go bad, been going crazy. <laughs> yeah. Tell them about Brian the coach. Real quick. Uh, uh, so Georgia Tech came recruiting me. They had a uh, assistant coach, Peter Zaharis. And Peter Zaharis came and he would visit and stuff. But I noticed on the after the visits, like he came, he kicked it, he was close with my family. Like he would argue with Ari about basketball, argue with my uncle, argue with my dad. But it was like he didn't come and like come and kiss us and like he came in there and he was had a bold basketball mind. And me and my dad kind of was trying to look at him side eye a little bit. And then we started being like, no, nah, I like dude. Like, so then I'm like, all right, cool. Now, Coach Hewitt could come. We meet Coach Hewitt. Coach Hewitt was cool. And Coach Hewitt was like, I ain't going to do all the bullshitting with you. I want you to come play point guard. You're not going to play two guard. You're not going to play this. So I was like, okay, I got my promise from the coach. But I was cool with Coach Hewitt. But Coach Z would call me. And we talk, or I start calling him sometimes because it'd be like, it'd be the Sixers on. And he'd just be like, you watching this? I'm, yeah, I'm watching it. What do you see? I'm, I'm, man, they need to run. They, 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 all they got to really do is pick up the tempo. I don't even know why they trying to play this slow game with them. It's not going to work. Like, I don't know what they doing. Like, but I'll be like extra hype. But we talking, we'll be chopping damn near till I'm going to sleep. But I'm because he he like this love basketball. So after a while, I'm talking to this man like he my coach already. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, like I'm telling them yeah. about this in during my season and, shit, and I'm talking to him as if he's my coach. I didn't realize this, but people don't be realizing 
Like it be taken, like you said, it ain't the school. Like yeah. you could have put Peter Zaharis anywhere and Peter Zaharis say, I'm putting all my eggs in this basket behind Coach Hewitt. Mm-hmm. And I'd have played, if they, like Coach Hewitt used to always wear these, Coach, I know you used to always wear them green Sienna shorts. He used to love talking <laughs> about Sienna. If y'all was at Sienna, seriously, the way they recruited me was, it was professional. It was uh, still like loose, like still chill. And it was very like, we finna pull that out of you. Like mm-hmm. this ain't gonna be, we not coming here to say, oh, you about to shoot it a hundred times. And yeah. No, you come over here and I want you to win some shit. Like we need you to win some shit. We ain't got time for the whole like give you the system. Like no, work your ass off and win some shit, but we yeah. think it's you. And uh, yeah, I, I always champion that. So shout out to Peter Zaharis, uh, Charleston Young, Willie Reese. Uh, man, that is crazy. Like, yeah. I, man, Johnny circle. O, yeah. Johnny O. Yeah. My boy Johnny O, Mark J. Yeah. Man, it's like, it's. I think a lot of times you have to believe in the coaches. I remember when I went to Auburn for my visit and I'm sitting there with Sonny Smith and we're having a conversation. Sonny Smith, yeah, you know, I, I think if you come here, you know, we can be. And I'm like, did someone just mute him? I'm like, he literally just stopped talking. I was like, oh, is he having a stroke? And then he started back talking. I'm like, oh, Wait, hell man. no, I ain't coming here. <laughs> I'm, like, this dude, I'm like, this dude ain't gonna make it, man. I'm like, and it's like. Oh, <laughs> oh he did the Mitch McConnell. Yeah, he just stopped. I'm he like, glitched. And he glitched. And I'm like, oh, and I'm looking at the guy. He says, oh, he, he, he does it all the time. <laughs> what? I'm like, yeah, I gotta go. And then gotta other, go. And then the other thing, he was like, you know, did he, did he, he looks at the decision. Did you tell him? He's like, he's like, tell me what. He's like, oh, you can have anything you want if you come here. I'm like, I said, y'all just really bold with this shit, man. I'm gonna come here. We gonna be on a probation. And I ain't gonna be on TV. No, I ain't coming here, man. I went, that's why blue we, chips. I ain't <laughs> exactly. I had, I, had, I had two blue chips moments. <laughs> they told me I ain't gonna tell y'all who it was, mm-hmm. but the team, uh, the school was like. Yeah, man, you and your dad drive. I mean, you and your dad, we'll fly you and your dad uh, down. You can drive back. And even my dad was like, <laughs> nope. Nope. Yeah, nope. Nope. Hang up. Hang up. Hang yeah. up. Like, what? My mama was looking like, huh? We was looking like, they said that. Like, like yeah, he said yeah, that. It's, 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 it's Definitely amazing. just tried to get you. Yeah, some, st- some schools offered my mom some stuff. My mom, like, I, I don't want to feel like I had to owe you anything. I don't from y'all. <laughs> Not that it's illegal. Yeah. I just don't, don't want to have to owe y'all. Y'all. I, I feel like I owe you. you know, my, I feel like I owe you. If you give me something, I feel like I can owe you something. <laughs> oh, bro. Uh, yeah, I ain't finna be in your pockets. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's how it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Mama know best. God damn it. <laughs> anyway, Rob, we like to ask all our guests, what are you working on in your personal life right now? Uh, you know, it's, it's so weird that uh, I'm actually working with this company now called Sureco. And because all the problems I had with insurance with my daughter when I retired, because mm-hmm. you know when you retire, you, that 100% is out the window, but yeah, now with know. the Retired Players Association, you get that. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's but, but when I first retired, you know, you had to do all, you know, <clears throat> jump through hoops because my daughter had pre-existing problems. Condition. So the COBRA was like, man, COBRA was like 16,000, 1,600 a month. It was expensive, right? And so, you know, of course with the Obamacare, it, it provided the way, but for me, Sureco is this company I'm working with. And it's and the only reason I started working with them because he heard my story and he came to me. He was like, oh, we're in the insurance business, but we do it totally different. What we do is we deal with companies and we we come in, we analyze, we go through HR first mm-hmm. because we don't cut out anybody mm-hmm. because, you know, HR is the one that controls everything. Right. And so we said, we're going to work with you, but we're going to save the company money. 
And so we we have you call into our call center and we talk to the individuals in your in your, in your employment and we say what do you want out of your insurance, and we design the insurance specifically for you. And now in that it saves a company like we say one company maybe like three million. Dang. That's all I'm doing, man. I, yeah, I, I shout out to Sherco. Yeah. Shout out to yeah. Sherco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's go. all about saving money and making money. <laughs> Yeah, and then being and then just being a dad, man, trying to get this senior year of basketball in and in Harvard Westlake, man, I'm like, dang, I'm I'm happy I'm working for Sherco because we got to pay for trips to Boston, <laughs> we got to pay for trips to Portland, <laughs> hey, man. It, when you win like they do, yeah. they travel. Everybody wants them to come to tournaments, and, so, and it's so fun for me to watch them play on on, on these big scale, man. But. I'd be looking at my wife like, oh, we ain't flying first class this trip, baby. It's right. only an hour. The calculator, <laughs> the calculator just be working. Too the much. kids winning, having fun, and just the calculator <laughs> running. Bro, yeah. I'm like, damn, yeah. it's too much. I, yeah, I'm, I'm trying. So I never made, go get a day off. I ain't made the 62 yet to get that pension. Man, <laughs> never go get a day off at this rate. All right, last question. It's our cash app, cash out question. Who is your top five clutch shot makers in the NBA right now? Uh, right now, uh, Steph. Um, uh, Dame, because you know Dame is the only one that's made a clutch shot versus every team. That's crazy. That's right. crazy. Um, you know who who is on the low low or, or, or is killing it, but they don't talk about him in the clutch moment. They just talk about him. Just is 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 Shea. Shea is without a doubt. Yeah, he he's to me is and efficient. Yeah, he's efficient and he's clutch and. And I got to throw a big in there. I got to throw the joker in there. Mm -hmm. You think about it, some of the shots he makes sometimes, he's, oh, that, oh, timely. that went in. Very yeah. timely. Yeah. Mm. I, I, this guy's my, you know, it's Kevin Durant, man. You know, he's, oh, he's. Got a name. Yeah, you got K, KD is just so smooth and, you know, he's, he's you know, even though I wanted, I wanted to put PG in there. I love, PG is just a smaller version of KD, but since he's a smaller version, I have to go with KD. Right, but yeah, those two guys, if you watched him play, man, and see now I'm sitting here thinking about since he's, I guess cause he's out, I didn't even think about Devin Booker, but, but it's a lot of guys, it man. Is it is. It's like it's a lot of then, skilled players. And, and right then now. you ask me tomorrow, I got a whole mm -hmm. a whole different list. Yeah. And it's just, it, the, the way these guys can play now is, it, they, when I said we used to eat, and drink basketball, they eat, drink, and regurgitate and eat it again. That's yeah. how much they love the game now, man. They in the gym 24-7. You know, I, I remember when Kurt Ramos called me up. He wanted me to come coach with him in Minnesota. He said, yeah, yeah, I want you to do this. You know, some of the guys might call you at 1 in the morning and go, yo, that, 1 in the morning, I'm sleeping. I ain't doing that shit. Now guys, when they have a bad game, I would just forget about it. You know, the guys know I got to go to the gym. They lift after <laughs> and then go shoot. <laughs> they go shoot, but yeah, they they on a whole another level, man. I used to do that same thing. Yeah. After we saw, uh, we saw, uh, I forgot who we saw do it. Cole, Cole did it. Cole yeah. did that shit. And Moss was like, damn dog. Like <laughs> he got a full workout in though, but they was saying like it was good for him. The assistant coach I think answered and said it was just good. He just wanted to make sure he got. He felt like he didn't get enough out of himself tonight, so he wanted to make sure he didn't cheat himself for the yeah. night type of thing. And it was like it was a cool mindset thing that I yeah. thought I could inherit. But they ended up telling us lifting afterwards was something that Jordan and them did lifting yeah. after the game, before the game, but activating activating yourself, but also strengthening yourself for what you got to do. Yeah, and then what you have to start recovering from, like. 
weightlifting and, and recovery is like huge. Yeah. It's just Bulls was one of the first teams to do it because mm-hmm. you think about it, they had they had a facility to do it in. Mm-hmm. When I was with the Houston Rockets, we might practice at the Texas Southern. We might practice at our facility. We might practice at HBCU. We didn't have we we literally had to sit at home and wait for a phone call. And this was before cell phones. We had to wait and like, yo, we practicing here. All right, see you. They call you at nine o'clock in the morning, practice at 11, and you get in your car and you go to practice. Get the fuck out of here. (laughs) You forget, NBA wasn't always this this glory train like this. You know what though? That gives me new perspective on players who used to always be late, who Mm -hmm. never showed up. It's like, if I was living under that regime, I might not be there. You might not even show up. Think about it. Hey coach, Phone wasn't working, man. We had power outage. There you go. Yeah. So I, we used to just sit down. We didn't know. We never knew That's we was practicing. Wild. Yeah. Well, even, even my first year with the Lakers, we would practice. We didn't have a practice facility here, so we would we would venture around different places and practice. Oh, so get the funny, out of here. So funny story. You know, we had Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman always late to practice. Always late. And this is when uh, Kurt Ramson took over. So we used to per- practice at um, it's like this little junior college. And someone stole Robin's shoes. This is the first time Robin ever made the practice on time, but he had no shoes because someone stole them. And he kept walked in there. He had, like we talk about having a bad day. Kurt Ramos had a bad day. He says, "I'm sick of your f- get the f- out." And Robin like looking around. Who's he talking? To? You always f- late. Robin like I've been here. You know, get the f- out. And so he threw Robin off the team. And that's when Robin kind of starts spiraling. Couldn't make another team after that. So he drove the man crazy because he went <laughs> showed up to practice all the time and they didn't even think he was at practice. <laughs> yeah. So and, yeah. and somebody stole the shoes yeah. out of where? Yeah. Even even my rookie year, I where did the shoes get stole from? At, from the junior college that we was practicing at. You know, you have the locker room. You come in. You put the stuff. Y'all you left go down. y'all stuff there, and it wasn't yours. Well, no, we it, it was like you know how to train. We didn't have like fourteen people now. You know, we just had one guy, Rudy. Rudy would come in. He bring a bag in. He sit it. Go in. Go out mm. his truck. Bring another bag in. Oh. All right, somebody in. still, equipment guy still had y'all stuff. Yeah, yeah. He, so someone just came in while he was, you know, going back oh, to the truck to get some more oh, gear. And they got Someone's him. Got him. Yeah. So, you know. Bunch of kids there, man. Yeah. God damn, you got to do my boy Denny like that, dog. <laughs> and I flew commercial That's my first year. Can you believe that? My first year in the league, oh, I flew commercial. I'm, am I dating myself when I said that? Wait a minute, dog. <laughs> yeah, in 92, we flew commercial, man. You sat yeah. next to regular people. <laughs> I did because I was a rookie. I sat in the back. Everybody, you know, they only had 12 seats in the front. So all the vets sat in the front. But y'all flew with the rest of the people. Yeah. And so we used to, because we used to wait. We landed That's probably raw for people, though. That probably was cool (laughs) as hell. Like, picture being a fan and being like, are they right here? Think, what think you about mean? That. on your this, walkie yeah. talkie. <laughs> <laughs> right. What do you call it? With? All right, all it's right, Nextel. Right, 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 way right, back right, with the right, Nextel. Right, 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 right. You would have to pull out a big briefcase, fit it up there, pull it. I forgot y'all was writing notes to each other. It was in the seagulls. Yes or no? Yes or no? Got a pen? Oh, bro. All right, Rob. Before we get let you out of here. Let the people know where they can follow you at and, uh, you know, shout out whatever you want to shout out. Uh, I'm a, you know, it's, it's, I'm not a big social media guy, but if you do look at me on Instagram, it's at Robert Ory seven times. No, everybody will always wonder, why didn't you do Big Shot? I'm like, 
I want my name. My name is Robert Orr and I'm a seven time champion. So mm. I want you to know who I really am. So <laughs> right. Cash yeah. <laughs> Big Shot is just the, uh, what is that? Oh, no, the LLC gotta, version. Yeah. That's the LLC version. You put that, that's, on that, the Big Shot is what gets me in front of the corporate America. You know See? what I mean? Separate yeah. entity. Mm -hmm. But everybody gets <laughs> mad at me because it's like, I've had so many people, man, you need to do the Bill Russell photo. You need to do the Michael Jordan photo where you hold your rings up and do that. I'm like, that's, 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 that's I want to do it, but it's just not me. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what they did. I had to come up with something different, but I haven't thought of it yet. If so. you ever need an idea, hit me up. <laughs> All right. I got a million of them, bro. <laughs> I ain't got seven rings, but I got a million ideas for the motherfuckers, though. I'll tell you that shit. <laughs> As always, thank you for rocking with us on Iman Amongst Men. I am Iman Shumpert. And I'm Ari Shumpert. Thanks to our guest, Big Shot Bob, Robert Ori. Everybody, right. applause. Blessings. Thank you. <laughs> Make sure you go to rate five stars, review and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. And to watch the full video episodes, you're going to head over to Uninterrupted YouTube channel and click subscribe. And until next time, y'all, we are gone. gone. <sighs> <laughs>